What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Wake and Jake. Myself, Beebs, back in the studio. Xander Bogart. You don't have to say with that accent anymore. Xander Bogart is out of Boston. He is going to the San Diego Padres. 11 years, $280 million. Sheesh. Uh, everyone's always going to talk about Judge and the bet on himself because he fully bet on himself and then he broke the home run record. It's going to be as contract gambling-wise things go. You know, you may never see something like it. Hey, Xander Bogart's not far off when you tell the story in a few years. Xander, not as big of a gamble. He just went out and he had a really nice year, which he's 30 years old and he's had a lot of really nice years, so good for him. Uh, <laughs> Xander Bogart's, his fan graphs projection, so this was after his full season, was six years, $168 million. He got 11 for 280 Judge's project projection was three hundred million. He got three sixty. Xander Bogarts, man, free agency is a lot about timing and needs and everything. And I will get there in a second. But Xander Bogarts, Judge's bet will be talked about a lot more because of the significance of it. Xander Bogarts, who knows what offers he fully turned down from the Red Sox? We'll get to them in a second. Boston, what are we doing? Xander Bogarts, the Padres ran into each other. San Diego lost out on Judge. Who would have thought they were going to be the big challenger for Judge? There was two teams in their division that we thought were going to be a bigger threat for Aaron Judge than the San Diego Padres. They came out of left field for $400 million after they lost out on making Trey Turner the highest paid shortstop ever. Ever. He goes to the Phillies. He turned down more money from San Diego. Judge turned down more money from San Diego. Xander Bogarts did not. Uh, the Boston Red Sox got caught in the crosshairs on this one um, because San Diego was out to get someone. We saw Kenny Rosenthal in the hall briefly the morning after the judge signing, and he gave like a look in his eyes like, Preller will not be stopped. He's going to get someone. He's got the thumbs up from the owner, and Preller's going to go. Xander Bogarts ends up being the guy, and now uh, San Diego's infield, uh, Cronenworth, Bogarts, Machado, uh, and Hassan Kim, with Tatis floating around when, he's, when he comes back, probably outfield. Uh, so congrats to the Padres for having the money to go out and get their man. Uh, crazy uh, for Xander Bogarts. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now, San Diego, are they done? I don't know. They were going to offer Judge $400 million. So, do they have $120 million left to spend? I know it doesn't exactly work, work like that. But San Diego, I, I doubt they're done. Or you'd love to see them take a chance on one of the wild card free agents left, like a Michael Conforto or something like that. He's still looking for a home, it feels like. Mets or another contending team should take a shot on him. Or, I don't know, I guess if you're a mid-level team, if he clicks, awesome. And if you're winning, good, or you trade him, yeah. only there. Yeah, he only wants a one-year deal, so if you think you're right. on the fringe and you can try to go for it, make him your starter, and if he's good but you're bad, flip him for, for something. Now, the Boston Red Sox, 
Whoo! Hey, Xander Bogarts has been an incredible player for them. Uh, basically a six-war season last year, 35 career war, lifetime. A 10-year sock at this point, called up in 2013 as a 20-year-old. Played through last season, that's 10 seasons. Half of them he won the Silver Slugger. Four-time All-Star, two World Series with the Boston Red Sox. Man, I, I know that when he came up and you, you go back to some of those younger uh, Red Sox teams when, when he was the new guy, he was the kid on the team. You know, you, you said a few guys' names before you said Xander Bogarts. I mean, 20, 2013 when he gets called up, you're still talking Pedroia, um, Ellsbury, David Ortiz. You know, you're, you're talking old Red Sox core. And then, you know, 2018... I think he's, uh, you know, Devers was the up-and-comer. Mookie was the dude. And then Benintendi and Bogarts, you know, uh, those guys were there. Benny had the big catch in the playoffs. Um, You know, Xander's been one of the dudes, but at the same time, kind of playing at a Hall of Fame level. If Xander Bogarts had signed, signed this contract with Boston, we'd be talking about him, like, retired number, and it's... It's done. Now it, it feels like that's out the window. So let's circle all the way back on Boston. Um, I had an episode this season of Talking Baseball where uh, I just kind of had this realization. We, were, we started doing midweek topic episodes. We were doing the recaps on the weekend, midweek topics. And they were like, Jake, what's your, what's your topic? He's like, I, I think the Red Sox... And, like, I might be in trouble soon. Um, and Red Sox fans might get pissed soon. And Jimmy and Trevor both partially, rightfully so, came at me because they were like, dude, they, you know, they got a recent ring. Like, they're, the fan base can't fully go nuclear. Well, let's see where we are at the end of this offseason. Let's see where we are, um, you know, midseason next year. But if you're Boston, last year was a tough year. Uh, and then 2020 was a, you know, kind of a fake year uh, for that whole team as Cora was gone. But the Red Sox, they finished last in the East this year. Last. Behind the Orioles. The Orioles are going to get better. There are a lot of young, talented players. They signed a guy like Gibby. You know, they're, they're trying to get better and have a lot of youth along the way. Grayson Rodriguez is supposed to be a special kind of guy. We'll see. Making some smart, complimentary moves. The Rays. I mean, the Rays are going to raise. I mean, you'll get like a full season of glass now. They're retooling things, but you just believe in what that organization has done. The Blue Jays are supposed to be in their window, in their window. Uh, we know all that young talent. And the Yankees, they won 99 games. They just brought back Judge. They're kind of the same team they were, and they're still in, in the market for corner outfielder. They're supposed to be one of the leaders for Rodon. We'll see. Uh, but if you're the Red Sox, you know, if you're staring another fourth or fifth place finish and now Xander's gone and Mookie's been gone and Devers' situation doesn't seem clear, and by the way, what do you think's happened to his price tag the past couple days? You know, we've heard all these talks about Boston. Will they extend Xander? Are they going to extend Devers? And then, you know, it, a lot of the rumors that was that Boston was never in the ballpark kind of for the extensions. And what does that mean? Because this free agency, the first free agency after a new CBA, 
guess what? The price has gone up. Like, what were they offering? I mean, they were having conversations with them. There were some, if you're a Red Sox fan, there were optimistic rumors in, in the morning. I, and I wonder how this changes things. So on the flight over, the Red Sox signed Yoshida, uh, corner outfielder from Japan. You know, hey, here's what I'll give you. If the Yankees signed him, I'd be half excited, half scared, and that's what Red Sox fans should be. I mean, the guy could be a stud. The guy could be a dud. The answer probably lies somewhere in between, but either year, either way, it's going to be his first year. Tough ask. Hey, maybe the kid's a stud. Uh, and I tweeted out, I was like, what is Haim doing? Because this is... I was pretty adamant that their first move of this offseason was either going to have to be Xander comes back or Devers extension. Because, you know, those are those would be two big things for Red Sox fans. Either Devers is going to be here for the next over a decade. Like, look at the contracts we're giving out. 11 years? You know, Devers is younger than those guys. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I thought that should happen. It hasn't. So they sign Yoshida, but they've lost Xander Bogarts, who is your everyday silver slugging shortstop. I didn't love his defense at times, but it also wasn't a massive hindrance, and he was doing enough on the other side of the ball that you don't really care. That's what you're getting. Their lineup right now reads Yoshida, Verdugo, Devers, Story, Hosmer, Casas, Kike, Reese McGuire, Christian Arroyo. Story they made a bet on, and last year didn't look great. Hey, maybe year two is better. He's more adjusted to the league. Maybe there's a you know Giancarlo Stanton effect. Remember his first season, and then when he saw some of the pitchers more, felt a little more comfortable. Maybe there's a Trevor Story if you know boost from what he was last year. Um, Yoshida's just a straight wild card. I I know you know I've heard my guy Joe's talk about how he thinks he's going to be a stud. He loves his contact tool. I heard John Boy say, like, I'm, I'm out on this dude. Like, I think he plays bad defense, and it's, you know, a lot of these hitters don't click. We have no idea. The, the guy could be a star. People didn't think Otani was going to hit in Major League Baseball, um, and he's incredible all around. People thought he might be a three-star. Baseball scouting is very weird. So, I, I honestly don't know. Maybe the guy is a star, and if you had added him with Bogarts, because Red Sox fans were mad at me on the plane, because I was getting a couple baseball tweets out, and they're like, how, dude, how, why do you think we're out on Xander? Like, there's actually where there's smoke, there's fire, and the Xander rumors are picking up. I think they picked up in a hurry because the Red Sox kind of had a s- sneaky, let's be all quiet, Bill Belichick plan. And I think that plan has gone out the door mostly because of the San Diego Padres. My goodness. Again, they were the runners up to judge with the highest bid. $400 million. Without that, I don't think judge gets to three sixty. Like, I, I think the Giants' highest bid was, like, a 320-er. So, and again, Judge took less money to stay with the Yanks. Like, that became full-blown official. Announced. Happened. Boston and Heim. I think the solution at this point, and I just, I don't think it's going to happen. My first thought on the plane was Dansby. Dansby can kind of have the Boston vibe. He's got the hair. You know, he played played in the NL East with Atlanta, goes up north, still looks good in red and blue, you know, the little things there. Um, you know, and, and it has gotten super overlooked, this free agency. 
Dansby was awesome this year. Awesome. His career stats aren't there, but he's gotten better every year. I know his arm strength is weak, but he still played a great shortstop all year. He does the picking it part really well, it, which it, that part's uh, shift-proof. Almost as good as anyone. Like, I think he won the gold glove this year. I know that, I know that doesn't mean what it used to, but it means Dansby Swanson played a pretty damn good shortstop this year. Uh, while also hitting 25 homers. He had a 115 OPS plus. Uh, the stat line isn't flashy, but also if you get rid of some of his early numbers, um, Dansby Swanson as a ball player looks a lot better. Uh, so I thought maybe that was it. Like, maybe they don't like, they didn't love Xander's defense at shortstop, which I've been a big thing of. I said many a times. I think he should get a bigger contract than Dansby, but almost as a third baseman. Like, I think he'd be electric over there. Dansby, I know people are scared of the arm. I think he has a chance to stick at shortstop. Because I don't know all the throwing numbers. I, I mean, maybe he's a timing guy and it always sinks up. Maybe he's got more in the tank. Maybe he doesn't fire it over. Maybe it is a noodle and it's, and it's going to wear out. But from what I can see, Dansby Swanson plays a very good shortstop right now. Peter Moylan would swear on that. He calls their games. So I thought at first maybe Dansby's the answer for them. Like they they signed Dansby. They trade a little defense for a little offense. Um, you know, and again, Dansby's done some big boy things playing this the game of baseball, especially recently. And then you have Yoshida, and if he clicks, you've got Casas, you know. Story gets better. There becomes a path for the Red Sox to get better and improve. Um, by the way, they are currently missing Nate Evaldi from the rotation, who he was essentially their one last year. I know it wasn't great, but... Um, and then there's been a name this free agency that everyone's kind of been doing the... Kind of the no idea. It's not Brandon Nimmo. Um, you know, Nimmo's going to have offers. It just doesn't feel like teams are, are super excited, but he's a really good outfielder. Um, the judge thing had to happen, and now we'll, we'll see where Nimmo lands. Hey, where Bogarts landed, 280? You know, people thought Bogarts was going to get $8 million more per year and one more year. Bogarts got five more years than that and over $100 mil. Like, Brandon Nimmo might end up around $200 million, and we'll see what team it's for. But either way, it's not him. Dude is really hit. It's not him. It's Carlos Correa. I know it's scary. And, you know, the, the Houston thing's always going to linger. There's some fans that'll always hold that over, especially a lot of Yankee fans have wanted to sell out for Correa and bring him in and have him be the answer. The Dodgers just came out and said they weren't going to do it to their fan base, which, by the way, I think is total BS. If you think you're bringing in the best player for your team, you're going to do that, and I think the fans will come around if you think that guy's going to let you win the World Series. <clears throat> the Boston Red Sox. I mean, Carlos Correa can still do it on both sides of the ball. Uh, he's a beast. He is younger uh, than Bogart's. You know, he was projected to get the third biggest contract this free agency. But no one knows where he's going to land. 
Like, you, you thought the Yankees could be a suitor, put everything aside, but their top prospects are coming out. Dodgers are out. I mean, Padres have to be out, right? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the Twins have supposedly been in, and he said he enjoyed his time there. Uh, you know, the Cubs, right? The Cubs are supposed to be searching for a shortstop. Why not Boston? Um, I tell you what, one of one of my Jakey signature lines that I've I've I don't know if I stole it, but maybe I've just used it a lot more. Do what the other team doesn't want you to do. BBD, what would your reaction be if Boston signed Correa? Eek. Yeah, it's in Fenway. You know, you understand that you're letting the wolf inside the hen house a little bit. But also, if Carlos Correa comes up in the eighth inning with two on. There's, there's like, some Yankee, Red Sox, deep-seated stuff in me that is also like, well, that feels right. So Right. Well, that's the other. it feels right. That's the other thing. Does Carlos Correa not love being the bad man to the New York Yankees? Like, if you're Boston, you don't have to worry about that. Like, big games and playing in Boston, that's out. You get a guy who, on a given year, could be the best defensive or offensive shortstop of this crop. And I don't know, man. I If I'm Heim Bloom, and I think my season is on the line for next year, and I have a chance to get Carlos Correa... At maybe a, maybe a more similar number to Trey Turner or Bogarts than we would have thought. But there's some concerns about his back. We've heard that from inside baseball. He had a weird free agency last time. It could have just been an agent thing. And maybe we're about to get a bomb that's something ridiculous. 13 years, who knows. But if you're the Boston Red Sox, if you're going to lose Xander, and you want to compete next year, I don't know if there's any other free agents that I really look at and say, well, that brings Boston right back in the game. Um, so, I, I don't know if I'm wishing this, hoping this, hoping it doesn't happen because it's the Red Sox. Um, it's probably a good for baseball thing, but otherwise, it feels like we're walking into, you know, we... There was a Yankee complaint for a little bit. It's kind of gone now, especially with Judge. But, like, you know, being a smart GM is the thing nowadays. And I know that sounds dumb, but being super smart, getting the bargains, being, you know, having the Tampa Bay Rays formula and having that in Cleveland or having that with the Yankees and the Dodgers and so you could spend money on it. Heim, if there was a free agency that you were going to have to overspend, it appears to be this one. Uh, owners have their money back. There's a new CBA. Traditionally, first-year CBA money, the spending goes up, and it, uh, this is followed. Because I, I just don't know. I, I like believing in young guys, and maybe Casas is a beast, and Brian Bayo. They added a couple bullpen pieces. They need a Correa, even Dansby, and then you could start talking yourselves into things. But otherwise, nervous times. Now there's a... Uh... I'm looking at Carlos Correa's splits by ballpark. Just trying my park advantageous to righties. We know that. Uh, two stadiums. He's sorted by number of homers. Two stadiums have been his home stadium. Throw those out. Uh, tied for first outside of that. 
or the top three outside of that are, are two places that were in his division for a very long time and Fenway Park and like half the games. So Okay. Torreya, Fenway, don't want to see it. Might see it. Ah, I don't know. There's been no rumors, but I think Boston likes that. I think Boston likes Red that. Sox fans, you should want it. Sound off in the comments. Let's talk football, baby, because it is week 14. Things are sorting out in Thursday night. Oh, so this happened in a couple hours, so this could be old. Raiders, Rams, I, I don't know. Uh, Raiders are six-and-a-half-point favorites at this point. I mean, Rams on a given day. Uh, I mean, looking at quarterback situation over there. I mean, this is one of the worst follow-up seasons that we have seen, and he's... Now Baker Mayfield's on the rim. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some entertainment value to be found what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Starting car in fantasy. Loser. Let's go to Sunday uh, and see what we have this weekend. Because I'll tell you what, I need an NFL Sunday. Uh, I just did something with Dan Canobio that has my body feeling different than it's ever felt before. That sounded a little, sounded a little erotic. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it wasn't. Ah, um, and coming coming back from winter meetings, west to east, I'm all jazzed up. So on Sunday, when I turn on the tube at 1 p.m., the rematch: Jets and Bills are running it back this time in Buffalo. Remember, this is the game the Jets won. It was called the biggest Jets win in however many years. Since then, they lost to the Patriots. Uh. Excuse me. Yes, they lost to the Patriots 10 to 3. That was in New England. That was the punt return 3 to 3 game the whole time. And then a punt return one at the end, the start to the end of Zach Wilson. We had the Mike White get right game where he blew out the Bears. And then they gave the Vikes a scare. Hell, they had a really good chance to win that game. So they'll play the Bills again. It's in Buffalo. The Bills should be full tilt for this one, wanting the redemption. 10-point favorites. Hey, Mike White, I, your performance was better than I expected against the Vikings next week. I mean, shock the world, but uh, the Bills have won three in a row. They're at home. They should be highly motivated. Um, it'll be a good test to see. If the Jets do keep it within one score, that's kind of a win for them. I know they're not looking for that uh, to be 7-6, and six, but we had a close, close loss. But that would be big for them because I think Buffalo is going to, they're going to get the horns this week. Uh, Browns Bengals, another division rival rematch that had a big upset. The Browns ran all over the Bengals. I think it was Monday night football or Sunday night football, and they just dominated. Uh, you know, it looked, looked like varsity versus JV a little bit. So since that has happened, the Bengals have gone. They've won four in a row, they lost 32 to 13. To the Brownies, they're coming off beating the Titans and the Chiefs. The class of football, or uh, class Titans, you got a little boost there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Titans fans. <laughs> that was that was a little harsh, accidentally. Uh, I guess let's see it, Cincy. They, if you listen to other sports talk, Cincinnati has fully entered the Super Bowl picture again with their four game win streak and having gone last year. Uh, Against the Browns, I don't know, man. Like, they got manhandled 
by Cleveland. It's Deshaun's second game. He wasn't there last time. He kind of looked bad last week. I would currently put that as a plus for the Bengals. Like, there's a very easy f- excuse if Deshaun looks bad again because he's it's his first football game in like two years or whatever it was. Um, yeah, uh, Bengals hold serve five and a half point favorites. Bengals, Cowboys, Texans. Nope. Dallas Cowboys are 17 and a half point favorites. They're nine and three. My goodness, Vegas will be all over the Texans. Those are always fascinating to me because normally it's the NFL and it just doesn't work that way. But uh, boy, are the Texans bad and the Cowboys rolling. Lions, Vikings, BBD, I think I mentioned this on Monday. I could very well be wrong. The Lions are two-point favorites against the Vikings. 10-2 versus the 5-7 Lions. Mm. And the Lions are favorites. And this is Vegas. This is a place that they don't do silly things with money. The Detroit Lions are two-point favorites. They are 5-7. and seven. Uh, They just rolled on the Jaguars. They have won four of their last five. Your Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, deserves a little more love for everything that's going on there. I was just about to say, I mean, we've seen the Vikings dismissed a few times where they weren't the favorites in games they should have been, and they used that. That's how they got there. I don't. I was just going to say, bet against the Lions. I'm not betting against the Lions. Screw that. Don't bet on anything and root for them. Because Goff God is going off right now. Jamal Williams is leading the league in touchdowns. Hutchinson's flying around on defense, and Dan Campbell's emotional. I almost just got emotional. Have Hmm. fun and watch it. Eagles-Giants. Not as much of the same story. I'll say this for people, and I'm scared to mention this to Bobby or Justin, but with everything that's going on with the Giants and our company and how bad the Broncos are, I've had some cold feet recently. Mm. I've had some, like, should I just go for it? Like the Broncos thing, everyone's always a little thrown off by that. Yeah. Transitioning to be a New York team. I don't know. But then do Giants fans hold that against me forever? Because you kind of naturally hate that guy. A little bit. It doesn't have to be the identity. I don't know. That's what I'm working on. Philly, seven-point favorites on the road. Uh, this is the second time that these two teams have played. Uh, or no. This is their first, I think. That's right. They play the last game. I was I'm blanking on that. Okay. I don't know, Biebs. That's, uh, that's a tough ask. Just every game. I watch every game of the Eagles rooting against them. Um, they're in the division, and I hate them. Mm-hmm. And they feel like a, like a video game boss right now. And yeah. it's just like, you just can't do it. Good test for Dayball and the Giants coming off the tie, a game that a lot of people said they had to win, kind of. They, they tie. I haven't crunched the numbers on, no. done like the math on just the tie. Oh, too yeah. Bad. That's, uh, you can't. Those are oh. impossible. Uh, A.J. Brown is in beast mode right now. This, if I had to guess... The Cowboys are very well coached. They're, they believe in what they're doing. I have a feeling this is going to feel like the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving where they were in it 
and they were doing things right, and then they missed that third down conversion, and it just felt like they kind of had to be perfect. And once you stop being perfect and the big bad boss starts going, that's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Giants and Dayball surprised me because what, what Philly's doing right now, nasty. A win last week would have made this pretty exciting. It's hard to feel like amped up to from to watch it. Like I'm a yeah. I guess I'm, I'm interested. It, 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 it just it's a tough feeling right now. Interested to see the big tie energy. Does that have the Giants a little more locked in or a little more locked out? Uh, another absolute. You know, if you don't follow Vegas, the Ravens and Steelers, the eight and four Ravens, they're going on the road to Pittsburgh. We've seen this game a lot, right? The Steelers are 5-7. and seven. Kenny Pickett, you know, he's, he's figuring it out a little bit. They've won three out of four. Their wins are Saints, Colts, Falcons. Okay. Uh, their losses to the Bengals. Okay, that seems to make sense. They're looking a lot better with T.J. Watt back. Kenny Pickett is looking serviceable, which, hey, for a rookie quarterback, that's a, that's a solid answer. And they are two-point favorites. The 5-7 and seven Steelers are two-point favorites to the Ravens. Now, Lamar Jackson is out and Huntley, so that helps. Um, I mentioned it the other episode, Mike Tomlin. You know, I, I know some, some guys like to joke on him. He's had a couple uh, in-game decisions in his past that are pretty like, whoa. But he can coach and rally a football team. This team... Could have easily been dead. They were figuring out their quarterback. They lost their best player that kind of ran their offense. They're sitting here at 5-7 and seven in their favorites against the Ravens. They play Carolina the next week. We could be talking about a 7-7 seven, seven Steelers team. Uh, pretty unreal uh, for the Steelers and Tomlin. Uh, Baltimore, Huntley, I feel like his fever kicks in and out where people are like, can he get his own team or be good enough as a backup? Last time he kind of got exposed in Pittsburgh against T.J. Watt. Really tough ask. Really tough ask. Over under in that game, 36 and a half. So that's what to expect there. Your final 1 p.m. game, Jags, Titans. Titans, three and a half point favorites at home. Trevor Lawrence, the breakout comeback win game. Followed up in Nashville against the Titans, who are there hungry for a win after losing back-to-back games. But who'd they lose them to? Bengals and Eagles. Um, Bengals game was close. Eagles game, not so much. Um, Jacksonville, although they just got the good juice, I, I guess that's what I would tell myself. If we, were, if we were a week removed, Jacksonville hadn't had the comeback win against uh, Baltimore. Or, excuse me, that's uh, two weeks ago now. They just, they just got blown out by the Lions. I, this line seems off to me. I, I, I think Tennessee, your two losses just happened to Two of the Super Bowl favorites. Everything else around that, you've been winning football games, and now you're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I really like the Titans there. I submitted uh, my JM uh, League pick, where, by the way, I think I've gotten nine in a row right, which I should brag about. I didn't realize it had gotten like that. Um, but, yeah, I wish I could take it back and go with Tennessee because I – as much as I like Trevor Lawrence, and he's been and he got banged up last week, by the way. Um, I don't know. I, I think if you if you took out the past couple games, I think people would like the Titans a lot more. 
Uh, so that's your 1 p.m. slate. So what are we doing? Could Jets-Bills get interesting? Maybe. Bengals are... There's nothing that's kind of a lock. You hope the Giants step up. Those are the two winning records yeah. in Any the Meadowlands. game is... Well, that's the thing. Yeah. All these division games are pretty good. And, like, two of these games, games... Two of these games will be good, but they're not start of the day. On You're the radar. Like, you know, Jags-Titans fourth quarter could be nice, or it could be ugly. So... Um, all right, and I'm enjoying the football Sunday anyway, so I will take that as a win. Bucks Niners at 425. <laughs> the Niners, Brock Purdy twirling it, put together a really nice football game last week. They're winners of five in a row. It's starting to feel like one of those kind of Niners teams again that have been under John Lynch and Shanahan, that their talent is kind of at a different level than your team's talent. Their defense, I uh, remember they got the shutout win against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Bucks on offense have not been too pretty at all. Uh, and it's in San Fran. I mean, this is all a Brock Purdy question. Can can he, if he looks how he did, Niners three and a half is a steal. Uh, if that was a, a little bit of beginner's luck, uh, then that three and a half makes sense against Brady and the Bucks as they're back to six and six and could use a signature win if they want to get Brady Fever going, but uh, I really like the Niners. Bucks have to go out, go out west. Short week. They haven't been looking good, but they have been winning. Where the Niners kind of have been looking really good. Panthers Seahawks. Big reveal. I took the Seahawks in my John Boy against the spread. They're minus three and a half against the Panthers. Um, I mean, I I just don't know. This is Vegas. I understand why you don't buy into the Seahawks, and we did a lot earlier in the year, but Geno's shown more than enough by now, and that the Seahawks are just a solid team. They're at home, 12th man, Seattle, against the Carolina team that, <laughs> if you're putting weight into them beating my Broncos last week, oh my God, this is why this was my luck. I actually feel better now. I feel better now. Um, the fact that Panthers beat the Broncos is literally nothing. Uh, there's we're getting to Broncos territory that there's going to be a documentary made on them. Documentary made on them with how crazy and bad everything is going. Genuinely believe in that. Um, yeah, Seahawks big. Give me the Niners. I kind of like that whole late slate. Uh, and by the way, the other four o'clock game: Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs minus nine and a half in Arrowhead. Still might be low. Still might be low. Uh, and your night game, Dolphins-Chargers. Fun. Dolphins on the road. They're three-point favorites. Good on them. Over, under, 51 and a half. <laughs> Root shootout. Uh, Chargers are six and six. And I don't know. Either headline makes a ton of sense for either team, right? Like, Chargers win a nice game at home. Herbert outduels Tua. Or it's the eight and four Dolphins. Go to nine and four. I'll tell you what. I'll probably be on the Chargers a little bit. You know I've been skeptical of the Dolphins all year. They just lost to the Niners. Their wins, here are their wins leading up to this, and I, I mentioned this before. Texans, Browns, Bears, Lions before they started to go. Four-point game, by the way. You know, their losses this year, Bengals, Vikings, and Jets, all good teams. I don't know. I, I have the Chargers closer to the good teams. 
I have them at home. Now, have they let you down in big games a lot before? Sure have. But I, I think the Dolphins might have a history of that, too. I think we get a ton of points both ways. It's probably who has it last. Uh, I'll probably take Chargers straight up to win. Maybe make a little extra quiche. Monday night, Patriots, Cardinals, Cardinals. Jesus. Bunch of teams on buys. Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Commanders, who still haven't lost. Well, they lost one game under Heineke. This I last bye week. wonder if he bought shoes. Um, I think so, right? Yeah, because I think they do. Looks well, like it. Hate to be loser stuff, but fantasy football playoffs, I believe, are set to be the, the like, next week. The, like, default So there's no buys. Settings. Yeah. Cool stuff, Jake. Um, All right. Enjoy the football. Uh, I will be watching with you, I hope. Yes, if you're listening to this. Um, and we'll be back next week. Probably some free agent signings. Something new. Baseball. Player grades. Football. I don't know. I love you guys. Happy Honda days.